Welcome back to Twice Upon a Time. This time, Roger and I watched Season 3, Episode 11, Going Home. The Season 3A finale. Or the mid-season finale, whatever we want to call that. Uh, As always, we'll start off with a synopsis. In a series of flashbacks, we see our heroes struggling with what life is throwing at them and choosing hope. In Storybrooke, Penry, a.k.a. Pan in Henry's body, casts the dark curse, crushing Felix's heart. Tink believes enough to use the pixie dust, trap Pan's shadow, and get the Black Fairy's wand from a revived blue. Rumple uses the wand to swap Henry and Pan into the right bodies. Pan blocks Rumple's magic, and Rumple cuts off his own hand to then kill Pan, sacrificing himself in the process. To stop the curse, Regina then has to give up the thing she loves most. Henry. Everyone will return to the Enchanted Forest with their memories intact. So Henry won't be alone. Regina sends Emma and Henry over the town line with new memories of a past where they were always together. In New York, one year later, Emma and Henry are sharing a lovely breakfast together when Hook shows up and tries True Love's kiss on Emma to get her to remember who she is so she can save her family. It doesn't work, and she kicks him out. Roger, what did you think of this episode? I counted right before we started that I had nine top ten episodes. We're going to make that an even ten. Ooh! This is how you do a season five. I'm sorry, top ten or top five? I'm going to call this to be determined later. Okay. I'm going to say top ten with the right to put it to top five. It's really good. This is exactly <laughs> what I want when you get to the end of a story arc. I want things to be wrapped up. I want good stakes to be built. And I just, I really like this episode. There are some things I don't love as far as like the five different locales but even the locales weren't that bad they were quick and snappy and to the point and it was there's maybe one thing that we disagree about as far as was it necessary or not but it was good you yeah what a great episode yeah i just uh, great story progression for regina and rumple specifically uh way to way to wrap up the villain story here uh and yeah i also at first I was like, oh, this is annoying that there's so many, like, locations. But they're very short, and I they all, like, tie together, and they tie with what's happening in the episode. And I, I thought that was nice. I would probably have done the Neverland one in a different episode. I don't know that we needed that one here, but it wasn't so offensive that I felt like you ruined the episode. It was just a little much. Like, you could have done this... Like an episode before. Yeah, I agree. I also felt like it was actually a flashback about Tinkerbell and not about Hook. I mean, it was, like Hook was in it, but like it, it was pretty poignant to see it right before Tink yeah. makes that choice. But it didn't fit as well with the other flashbacks. When they did the Hook flashback, remember I said we didn't learn anything about him that we didn't already know. I felt like I actually wanted more of this uh-huh. for Hook in that episode. Mm-hmm. Like, show me things about him that we didn't really know where I go, oh, this makes sense. We get a little bit of this. And you're right, it is more about Tink. Mm-hmm. But this, I, I, you could have cut this and put this in a different episode, especially with some of the flashbacks that we didn't care for. Yeah. But it was, it was what, a minute, two minutes? wasn't that bad. Yeah, no, it was fine. Um, speaking of that real quick, that's energy, folks. Not this weird queen and the imp. You see when he like puts the lantern and they're like chest to chest. I was like, ooh, they're about to do it. <laughs> I don't disagree that there was tension here. The queen and the imp, that sounds like a, not a George R. R. Martin story. <laughs> it does. That's how ridiculous their energy feels to me. Okay. Um, I don't even, do you want to start with the flashbacks? Yeah, let's start with the flashbacks. Okay. We already touched on, it was nice to see Smee real quick in Neverland. Yep. 
Uh, we get an, impiece, an important piece of Hook that we already knew, but he really like verbalized when he said, there are only two things I will sacrifice myself for. Love and vengeance. Mm-hmm. I think the thing that I don't actually like about that flashback is that it's all of the flashbacks are about hope. And that one actually is also about Hook having a renewed sense of hope in his vengeance. But But it just doesn't, like, fit with what is actually... In his flashback, I think that would have made more sense. In a season finale where it's everyone kind of, like, figuring it out, you get a weird flashback where it's like, all you care about is killing the Dark One. And remember I said, we talked about this in Hook, it's like, he didn't really have anything else to live for. Yeah. This kind of, like, re-points that out, that, like, he was a drifting man i know i feel like a better flashback for hook would have been to the moment that he decides to like turn the jolly roger around and come back with the bean but that like just happened so it would have been weird to do a flash. but we actually didn't actually see what was what he was thinking very much i would have been fine with that or the moment that he fell in love with mila yeah because that would have been like give me both like the moment he decided like this is the woman Mm -hmm. for me where you're like oh okay it makes sense why he's like Mm -hmm. so aggressively going to kill rumple because this was the woman he truly loved but we don't get that agreed um and we get the the like snow charming blue flashback like the curse is coming blues talking about the plan they all just have to have hope that one day when the time is right, our story will reveal itself to Emma. Snow White, once again hopeless. <laughs> Prince Charming, once again believing everything will work out. For Snow being like the eternal optimist, she's always giving up. Yeah, I actually think, I'm I'm curious, you're totally right. And I, I, I wonder if later she has, I, I wonder if that's a growth progression for her actually, that she stops, she starts believing again. Because I feel like at this point in the story, in this season too, yeah. like Snow was very adamant, like we're all going to get out of here, like we're going to be a family. So maybe this is meant to be like a, like she's learned to have hope. Because at the end of that flashback, she says, I choose hope, I can believe. Yeah. Um. So I'll be curious to track that, like as the seasons go on, if that's a continued... It feels ping pong to me. Yeah. Like from what I can remember... But I'm not sure if that's because of how the flashbacks work or not. It might be that. But it feels like there are times when I've seen her give up in the present mm-hmm. and then not give up in the present and give up in the past. and not get, like it, it does seem like she just goes from, like she's an extremist. Either yeah. I believe 100% when there's no reason to believe, like when she's like, wind is blowing in our direction. And you're like, the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> or oh, all hope is lost. Yeah. And then David's like, no, it's not the end of the world. I take that back. There's some really bad snow not believing in 4A. It's really bad. So, I mean, right, it's just... She seems to go back. And, and this has actually been true with Snow's character about, like, even Regina. I hate her. I love her. I hate her. I love her. You know, it's, it's mm-hmm. just, that's just who she is. Um, God, I just have to comment. Blue's costume looks so fucking stupid. It's so stupid. Why would they make them dress like that? Because I understand that, like, I mean, the boob, the boobage, the cleavage is ridiculous. That's not but, my complaint. But I understand that, like, this is a TV show and we're trying to make women look sexy, etc. Sure. But like, why does the dress, why is it so ridiculous? Why does it have a stupid hoop thing? It's like, stupid. Tinker's dress makes her look feminine and is fine. It's yeah. It's just, like, Regina can show cleavage and look like a queen and look regal and Snow yeah. has her warrior dress where she looks at bad. It's like, all, everybody else has good set pieces and then you're like, did you just like raid the back of like Value Village and just find the dumbest thing you could possibly I, find? I think maybe. I don't understand. That was terrible. Um... We also have a... Sorry? I was going to say real quick. The time frame. This is before they've been tricked by Geppetto. I'm trying to place this. Yes. I think that Geppetto is probably making the wardrobe currently. 
Okay. And this is the part where she, so when she flies out the window, she's actually about to go tell him the thing that she had no business telling him. And yeah, he I think Pinocchio so. Pinocchio into the wardrobe. I think so. Dumbass blue. Um, the Rumple and Bell. Well, I mean, no, I think it was probably before that because it didn't seem like the curse had like been cast yet. I, I couldn't tell. I yeah. wasn't sure of the urgency of the situation. I suspected, though, based on where we're at in the present, that it probably is just been cast because they usually like to parallel That's the true. two. Um, so it's basically showing them in the past what they did leading up to getting swept away, and now we've got mm-hmm. the cat curse, and they're getting swept away. Um, Dark Castle. I think this scene is great. This is my favorite flashback. It was so beautiful, like the subtle acting from Rumple here, which is not usually something we see from the, um, dark one. the, the yeah. Usually the dark one is very like over the top, and he's just so sad. His hurt is so apparent. You can see, like he even tries to tell Belle to go away. But it's not even forceful. Like, it's just, go away. Like, just leave me be. And she rightly realizes that he's lying. Like, he doesn't actually want to be alone. She is unbelievably beautiful. Like, her eyes sparkle there. That dress is, like, that is just a beautiful woman. Um, And she consoles him. And at this point, she's still basically been, like, captured by him. I don't know where they're at in their relationship. Yeah, she's his servant, for sure. But I don't know if she's already gotten the library. Mm -hmm. You know, like, that relationship changed at that point. The Robin Hood thing, it had changed. Um, he shows some hope, though. When she yeah. says, I'm sorry that you lost your son, he's, he's dead. Uh-huh. And she, he says, he's not dead, he's just lost. Yeah, and he does say, I I have hope, or yeah. like, I have to. Because he believes in fate, we yeah. know that. He also says, we had a chance to be happy together, but I was afraid. Which is a very vulnerable thing to say. I mean, I know we, I know Rumpel gets very vulnerable with Belle, like, later mm-hmm. in their relationship, but what a thing to say to your servant. Also, the dark one never sounds vulnerable. No. Rumpel will sound vulnerable. Gold will sound vulnerable. This is the first time I recall the dark yeah. one saying. And also, at the end, he makes a very poignant statement of, no, my ending shall not be a happy one. Yeah. So at that point, he's resigned himself to, in the end, this is going to suck. Yeah. And he's count- and he remembers his birthday, which is what the candle was for every single yes. year. Yes. Yeah, that was that was a great flashback. Like it was short, sweet to the point. You feel the hurt in Rumple's eyes, his movements, even like just the, I, don't, I think he's touching the shawl. Yeah, the shawl. Jeez, like you can tell this man yeah. has gone through some shit. He also lets Belle touch it, which I think is interesting because yeah. she she doesn't like try to do anything yeah. with it. She just kind of like touches it, and I feel like Rumple with anyone else would have been like, "Don't fucking touch that." I also think that explains his reaction mm-hmm. with Lacey. Mm-hmm. When she just looks at it as a rag, I think that moment was like, oh, that's right. You don't even remember why this is important. I can't have this. Yeah. Anymore. Like, it kind of ties that up of why Belle was more important than Lacey. Absolutely. Um, I'm good with that. It was really good. Yeah. And then we get the Henry flashback. Storybrook of 2011? Yeah, or maybe 2010. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, I... It made, this made me think about how you have previously said, I want to see, fla- like, an episode like this. Like, I like this flashback a lot. I just would have liked to see a lot more. Um, Henry finally noticed that something is weird about the town. Like, I'm the only thing that changes. Everything else is the same. Um, there's a the quote that Pan made and goes, I have his heart and I can feel every time you let me down. This is the first time I've ever heard Henry say, my birth mom didn't love me. Yeah. So he clearly does somewhere in there feel like I did something wrong and you don't love me because I was given up, mm-hmm. which we've never really, he's never really uh, shown animosity, but he's just buried it because yeah. clearly it's there. I also was wondering 
There was a lot of, like, like Snow says, your happy ending may not be what you expect, but that is what will make it so special. And that kind of ties to her flashback, too. Like, Charming is trying to tell her, you know, our our journey or our ending might not be what we expect, but that doesn't mean that it's not going to be good. Um, and it felt... I, I, re- I remember, actually, when I was watching this, worrying that they were going to cancel the show. Which, looking at the ratings, that certainly was not the case. They d- didn't intend to. Or yeah. I don't think so. I will say, this was written to me as a series finale. Yeah. If the show ends here, I feel like everything mm-hmm. has been wrapped up and tied up in a neat little bow. It was a good story. You know, like if you got the Firefly treatment, essentially. Yeah. I would say, you know, I loved the two and a half seasons. I wish we got more. But we're done. And, and it would, that's why I feel like maybe the writers didn't yeah. know. Although, no, they definitely would have known that they had the whole season. I don't know what was going on in 2013. I mean, also, there was a rider strike at some point in time around no, there, wasn't there? No, that was, was that way before. before. Okay. Um, no, yeah, no, I'm sure they knew they had the whole yeah. season. But, I mean, the way they wrote it felt like a series finale to me. Like it's, mm-hmm. And I had not seen an episode prior to this. I remember watching this thinking, oh, crap, is this over until yeah. kind of the end. Um, I actually like, what's funny is that Mary Margaret was supposed to be cursed to be her worst self. But she's actually the eternal hope person mm-hmm. here unlike snow white who's always giving up like she actually is closer to the snow White i thought she was yeah. when she's in storybook and she's like well i just believe that you know, the happy ending will show up this mary margaret is uh, i kind of miss this mary margaret if it sounds weird mm-hmm. she was really good as henry's teacher and kind of like the beacon when he's down and she's like this yeah. book comes from nowhere like it's really good and he sees her as snow which was cool that was an awesome like visual trick uh-huh. that they did yeah, when he looks at her and he sees Snow, and it's almost like the beginning. He's like, "Oh, wait a second! I've answered the question of why everything feels weird. You're all trapped. I want a season. I'm like, give me a half season of that." Please. Yeah, I would love that. Though I, I did point this out too. Henry having to go back in time is a bit rough. Uh, yeah, the per- I mean, I'm glad they didn't try to recast him. I think that would have been no. Weird. But you remember what he was in season one. He's yeah. much smaller, and all of a sudden, like, look, he's a boy going through puberty. His voice is deeper. He's bigger. So, like, he's trying to go back in time, and I'm like, that boy's growing up. Although I feel like now they probably would have used some, like, weird de-aging and, like, AI'd his voice, and it would have just been super strange. But honestly, in many ways, because of how twisted this show is, it's actually kind of cool that he got older, even in the flashback, and no one else changed. Yeah. It's like a perfect, true. you know, visual thing of, like, he's growing up, and nothing else has changed. This looks weird, even though that wasn't their intent. It still works. It's true. Oh, um, an important piece. He says the name Emma for the first time. He does. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know what that means yet. Yeah. But that's a, and what I was curious about is that we've talked about gold. Was it the first time it was said or the first time he heard it? I think it must be when he hears it. I don't know. I mean, he clearly wakes up when he hears it in the first episode. I don't know that that's made that clear. Because he appears out of nowhere like Rumpelstiltskin would. Mm. Okay, then our last flash back sort of <laughs> is the phoenix emma giving birth so that's a flashback to the that's what happens at the beginning of season three it's kind of like the cold open emma giving mm. birth to henry and giving him up and then i guess this isn't really a flashback it's like a like a memory flashback for emma now when she has new- it's actually like a what if right well because now that's the memory that she has yeah like, the what Regina has given her, this is what she remembers The story now. has changed. She remembers that she chose to keep Henry. See, I still disagree with you in the fact that, like, this this to me was fine isolated here. I gained nothing from what I already knew she gave him up. That literally is a story we had already seen. It's not like, I'm, oh, she gave him up. I knew that. This right here was fine. It's isolated. Like, it's good here. There's t- two things I like about it. One... 
I just always like when they tie together the first and the last episode. Sure. And two, I thought that it was cool um, when she was giving birth at the beginning and now. Like, the way the lights flicker. Mm -hmm. uh, Like, Henry has the heart of the truest believer and, like, she is magical and is the savior. And I feel like it was kind of, like, it was important to show that in some ways. But you can have your own opinion. I also, so one of the other reasons I disagree is that like this season was really not about Emma. It was really about Regina's motherhood. Yes, it was. So having a cold open and like cold conclusion essentially about Emma and Henry didn't make as much sense to me because this was really Regina's sacrifice in the end. Yeah. It was fine, but like I think all I needed was the what if memory. Like I would have been good there when she, instead of choosing to give him up, which we all knew is what she did, and goes, "Wait a second, that's different." And then we realize, "Oh, this is the new moment." Mm-hmm. That I think was fine. And yeah, I mean, that's the only piece of information that we gained from that is like, okay, shit has changed now. Yeah. But what's interesting? Does she still remember Neil? Yep. So all of the things that have happened prior exist. And she now only remembers a- the bad things about Neil. Well, what well, she, she remembers when they were like happy. Tallahassee. Yeah. She remembers. It's just that she doesn't remember anything going yes, forward. Yes, exactly. Um, and then that's yeah, that's all we get from that, right? Oh, I see what you mean, though, because he's from the Enchanted Forest, but he wasn't part of the curse, so I don't know. The but he's good, not. But he's not from that land. That's a good question. So did she erase Neil from the picture entirely? No, she. Emma will talk later. Emma will talk about him. Like she remembers him. So if she had seen him, she would know who he is. Yeah, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe maybe Regina just gave her a the same person. the same memories yeah. as part of her like fake background. I don't know. Good question. It is a question. Do you have anything else before we go to Storybrooke? Nope. Okay. Nope. <laughs> Shall we start with where it starts with Penry and Felix? Please, that's my first note. <laughs> I love when he says she loves the boy. That's what makes her weak. Jared S. Gilmore. Yeah, he was so good. Watching him crush the heart, like that look on his face. Okay, I know you don't like Felix, but you can't tell me you didn't feel a bit of sympathy for him mm. when he had basically loyally devoted himself to Pan in the end. The speech that Penry gives about love can come in many fashions. Also, important point. No, no, I never loved Rumpel. What the fuck? Oh my god. Evil. Well, Evil. and then we can talk about it when we get there, but yeah. that horrible shit that he says to Rumpel about him being a baby, my god. Um, he says death is final, suffering is eternal. Mm-hmm. Their suffering will be eternal. <laughs> I said this all in season two and basically in three. When you set up a villain, I need a villain who is villainous. This man has no remorse. Yes. He is an evil bastard. I, I actually liked a lot of things about his little speech to Felix. Yeah. Um, I I love that this show often recognizes that there are many different types mm-hmm. of family. There are many different types of love. Mm-hmm. Loyalty and friendship is a type of love. Yep. Uh, it's used for sinister purposes here, but... I think Felix truly loved Pan. Yeah, he did. I don't think Pan truly loved Phoenix. Felix? Felix. I... Yeah. I, I think he loved his loyalty, though. Yes. Yes, he did. Yes. Um... Only one person has always believed in Pan. <laughs> and you see, and like you see, all, like um, you remember back, I want to say episode two, Regina's father realizes he has that look on his face, like it's me. Felix goes through the same process, yes, like, oh does. gosh, it's me. And then he tra- he like pleads with him, no, 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 no. And Pan just ice cold, like, don't care. Thank you. Crushes heart. Yeah. What a sad way for the lost boy to go out. <sighs> 
Do you, you, you who no, basically I, wanted him to I feel bad dead. for him. I feel bad for him. Yeah. That's a, that's a sad fate. And that Pan didn't seem sad at all. Because Peter Pan cares about Peter Pan. Yeah, I guess. I mean, he, of the villains we've seen, he is the first that I would say has not a single bit of regret for anything he's ever done to anyone. I know Regina makes that line, but she is clearly bothered by the things she had done to yes. Henry. I don't think Pan gives a fuck about anyone. Yeah, I, I think what Regina meant was... I would do it again if Henry is Henry. the most important yes. thing to me, and it, yeah, if it got me Henry, I would do it again. Yeah. But he... That Pan just doesn't, he just doesn't care. My happiness is a thing I care about most. Yeah. And if killing you means I'll be happy, then so be it. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I've got it split all over the place. So do I. <laughs> um, let's go to, I think they flip to Emma Ooh. and Snow next, don't they? Let's do the the Tinkerbell thing. I feel like that's kind of Tinkerbell. isolated. Tink, they go to the, the church and they... Oh, so Neil, Tink, yeah. Hook and Charming? Sure, that's great. Um, okay, can, is it, I don't know what this says about me, but when they showed Blue in the coffin, I was so happy. <laughs> I can't stand her. Like, not the actress. I just can't stand the character. To a point that I literally was openly cheering that she died and was quite pissed off when she came back to life. It was like, yes. no! Although she finally does admit, I might have been overly strict. No shit, Blue! Remember when we flashed back and they said we might owe you a slight apology? And he's like, a slight apology? Yeah. That's how I feel about this. Yes. I literally wrote, holy shit, Blue finally did something right. Yes, she does. This is now the second and third time she's ever done something helpful. And she does tell Tink about her wings. You have earned them back many times over. It's like, many times over? Huh. Like, do you mean because she did many good things or because this one thing was so good? <laughs> or maybe what she did initially was exactly what Fairy should have been doing in the first damn Exactly. Place. If anything, she should have resigned and given her her job. Like, Tink should be the new leader. I love Tink when they ask for the Black Fairies one and all of the the other fairies are like, no, she told us we must never. It's so awful. And Tink is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a terrible thing. But what's coming is worse. Give me give me the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. We all know this dumb conditioning you've gone through. Um, the pixie dust. How did you feel about that? I liked that moment a lot. I Okay, I have some compunctions about this scene, which I'll talk about later. But, Good word. Um, thank you. Uh, but I... I, I don't, I, I thought it looked very cheesy. Like, I don't think they did a good job of, but I, I did, I mean, she made that, she believed in herself when she made the pixie dust work. And the look on Charming Hook and Neil's faces, they're just so, they're so fucking proud and happy. They're like proud dads. <laughs> I normally hate things like this, but I actually didn't mind this. I, I agree with you visually. It looked cheesy. Like, I thought we were actually going to get the wings pop out at some yeah, point, Yeah, so did I. I thought that would have been way cooler. But it felt earned. Right? Oh, like, yeah. It, it felt like it didn't, you know, I, I kind of bitched about this about Emma when she just like steps in front of Cora and it's like, that just came out of fucking nowhere. Like, that wasn't earned. This was like Tink going through some stuff, yeah. believing in herself. And also, yeah, the look on all three of them, they're just like, my baby girl. <laughs> they have that proud papa look yeah, on their they face, do. which is hilarious, you know, Tink. And then, yeah, she flies up and, and not only did they capture the shadow, I know, they just throw it in that brasher and it like, poof. <laughs> Yeah, I said shit out quick. I didn't even think about it. Just like, I nah. didn't even know you could do that. <laughs> Neil seemed to know you could kill a shadow, but I was like, also, wouldn't Pan have felt that? Well, I mean, you would think so, but it's also, unlike everyone else, Pan's shadow is not actually Pan. Oh, that's right, because it was the shadow yeah. that already existed. But it, the shadow does say that they've, like, become one, sure. so I don't know. I really would have 
wanted some Marilyn Manson um, acting here would have been nice. Because the, the moving around was sinister, but hearing him talk while moving around yeah, would have been even that more been sinister. Yeah, that would have been really creepy. But yeah, I thought that was a really good... It, that felt like earn invalid redemption for Tinkerbell. Like, yeah, okay, I your agree. story is concluded. I agree very much so. Okay, I think that was the last easy thing for us to talk about here. Um, so this ties into the flashback with Hook real quick, where Tinker Tink basically says, I thought you said you're only going to sacrifice yourself for yes. love or vengeance. And Hook goes, well, there's one more very important thing, myself. Which I think is a good, he, he learned that about himself at the end of season two, that mm-hmm. he, he didn't realize that he actually wasn't willing to die for his vengeance. Because uh, Greg asked him, are you willing to die for your cause? And he's like, no. Yeah. That's not that important to me. Um, we will talk about this in great detail in our recap episode um, next episode. But I did not like um, uh, Tink's like, you did this for Emma. Why? Because I just don't like that. I understand that that is like what we're doing with Hook now. But that isn't where we started with Hook. And I don't like that that's where we've come to. Really? Yes. If I could reach across this table, I would give you such a hug. Welcome to the dark side. I'm not saying like I I am I am pro Hook and Emma. Like I I don't I, I rescind my hug <laughs> offer. <laughs> but I, I I think there's more for in Hook's character to explore here, and we just skipped it. Can we? You know how in many shows a woman's character is basically just to be the man's side yeah. piece. Hook feels like Emma's side piece as opposed to, like, I want more of Hook. Not Hook doing things for Emma. I want Hook to do things for Hook, and then Hook and Emma can be a thing. Or for his, not not for himself, but, like, for his growth and himself as a, like, and his friends and his family, like. They threw that whole growth moment away by basically saying, you did this for yeah. Emma. And I know it ties into he would do this for love, but it was like, come on, man. Yeah. Anyway. Um. Okay, you wanted to talk about... Emma and Snow have a quick little mother-daughter With the son. unicorn mobile. I thought that was a sweet it moment. It was so sweet. I also, it was interestingly played because I feel like there was a level of forgiveness here given to Snow that probably hadn't existed before. Yeah. It was almost like she saw, because you know, they had that scene, um, was it season two where they went back to the destroyed like room that would have been hers mm-hmm. and you know, Snow has that sad look where she remembers what it was and uh-huh. sees what it is and you kind of see it like wash over the screen. I think this is the first time that like Emma got to see what Snow was planning and then saw that it was taken away and then she also knows what she's done on the other side, which has been my point with her the whole time. You've been on both sides of this equation. Why are you so fucking mad? Yeah. I mean, I get being disappointed, but also Henry... Like, forgave you. Um, yeah. I also don't know... I, I don't love where they're, like, taking this idea. Things would have been very different if I had kept him. We would have had a life together, a normal one. And, like, why is this all of a sudden what Emma wants? And I feel like it takes away from... I actually know what the answer to this is. She doesn't want to be the savior. Yes, that's true. You're that, right. That's all, all this is. Is that, like, we? I didn't have to be... The person that has to save the day with these... Because, I mean, let's yeah. be honest, their adventures are ridiculous. And she could have just had a normal life where she's just a mom living yeah. in an apartment raising her son instead of having to slay a dragon and fight an evil witch and deal with Peter Pan, who's a murderous boy who's actually... I mean, you know, that's no, a it's, different life. That's a good point. So it's really... I guess that makes sense. I think the thing... When when Regina is telling them all in the street, like, what it what it means, and that they, like, all have to go back and that 
like she has to give up Henry, etc. And Emma kind of forgets about the she has to give up Henry part. And Emma's like, no, we'll come with you. Like, we don't care if we lose our like, she wants to be with her family. And I think that she like, this line makes me feel like she doesn't actually feel that way. But you make a good point. Like, she's not ready to be the savior. She's still not ready. And I, she's doing it because she she knows it's the right it's thing obligation. to do. But it's, she doesn't want to do it. Yeah. No, and I think really that line is out of place here. Like, I would have yeah. rather they just delete that from the thing. I understand. And also, I don't like the phrase normal here either. Yeah. Like, and I, I'm not one of those people who hates normal because we understand that it's just like the standard thing. But in a show where, as we've talked about, there are many different types of love and family and friendship Normal is just out of place here. Nothing about this town is normal. Yeah. And that's what makes it interesting. I feel like Snow expressed this a lot better in the Echo Cave Mm -hmm. when she was talking about wanting to have another baby. Because she doesn't say, like, I want a normal situation. She's like, what I have with Emma is, like, so unique and I wouldn't trade that for anything. But but we were robbed. Yeah. Yeah. I want a baby. What she wants is what she could, what was taken from her. Yes. It's not like she doesn't love Emma, but she didn't get to be there for all of the things that a parent wants to see. Which that makes sense to me. I think you're right. She expresses that in, like, a, it's not that I don't appreciate what I have. I just, I regret not getting what I was owed. Yeah. Also, Boston's reference for the first time, I think, since the pilot. Yeah. It's true. Um, Rumpel has a plan for, he tells him Regina has to destroy the scroll. Um, both your curse and his will be ended, but there will be a price, a steep one. At that point, did he know the price and she didn't? I think so, because she didn't seem to know exactly what she was going to have to do until she passes out. Yeah. Um, (laughs) <laughs> Although I think it is, it is, uh, I mean, we kind of like breeze over this, but it is an interesting step in Regina's character that he says that there will be a price and she doesn't ask what it is. Or say, you'll pay it. Yeah. <laughs> um, one thing I like, and this is something I'll talk about a lot more in the recap, they talk about the cuff. Yeah. And Regina goes, yeah, I haven't forgot about all of that, by the way. <laughs> and she looks at And Hook. she glares at Hook. Like, and he just, he's like... Like their little interplay is yeah, always funny because like she's really still pissed off about that and he kind of just smirks. She's like, "I did what I had to do." It's true. I also this is a really weird thing to notice. I love the way that Rumple holds a wand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it, he just holds it so naturally. It's like kind of delicate, but also like firm, and he knows exactly what to do. He reminds me of like a, a swordsman. Yeah. Like Charming holds a sword in a very natural manner. That's yeah. the way Rumpel holds a wand. Yes. Uh, speaking of fairies, is this the first time the black fairy is referenced? Yes, I believe so. Good thing we'll be coming to that shortly. I don't know about shortly. That was sarcasm. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Um, okay, so Rumpel does the spell... And they pan and Henry switch bodies. But they're n- so. Here's what I'm curious about: Were they both knocked out when this happened? Maybe. Because I feel like couldn't they just put him on our sleeping curse and then switch bodies? Yeah, no one would be able to wake him up. Felix is dead. It's true. I don't know. There was the play right there. <laughs> Rumpel needed to have his denouement. <laughs> I mean, I get it. Is um, that what you want to go into? I know. I want to talk about. When Henry comes running out of the library and he hugs both of his moms. 
Um, Make you cry? The number of times that I cried in this episode is fucking embarrassing. I was basically crying for the last 30 Are minutes we in of the digits? episode. No, almost. Oh my god! <laughs> I can't wait to get to that point. That, I'm not gonna lie though, there were some teary, like, I definitely fought back some tears at the end, so I get it. Um, <laughs> damn. Yeah. No, I thought that was a good moment. Uh, I, I'm surprised that none of them were a little concerned. They're like, are we sure this isn't the murderous? Pen-? Like, is this Penry or Henry? And then Regina passes out, and I was like, what the fuck? I thought that um, Pan was going to go into Regina's body. Oh, God. And I was like, oh, they're so dead. They're so dead. <laughs> if Pan takes into Regina, it's a wrap. Also, though, what a climactic finale that would have been of Regina versus Rumpel, and now Rumpel can't just straight kill him. Yeah. Like, I thought that was the play, and Whoa. then he was like, please save my mom, and now Rumpel's like, well, fuck. <laughs> Jesus. And he's not like he loves Regina either, so it's kind of like, kill two birds with one stone. You're right. I think that Rumple has complicated feelings about Regina. Yes. I'm saying he doesn't love her. It's not like Belle where he would do anything to save her. Yes. Like, you know, at the end of season two when he's like, Regina's in trouble. And he's like, right where I like her. <laughs> yes. We're not that far away. I think he respects her still, but he's still not forgiven for what happened to Belle. Yeah. Um, and then Pan shows up like a boss. Uh- <laughs> yeah, and he just... Well, first we get the interaction between Pan and Rumple in the shop. Oh, I was going to just save that all and just combine those two interactions into one discussion. Because we get the shop interaction, then we get the second okay. return. Is that where we're going now? Uh, well, let, I want to finish real quick. Pan does the thing that I always say everybody with magic should do. Yeah. Mine. He just takes it. He doesn't walk over. He doesn't do what Rumple does with Hook. He just takes that shit. It's true. And then he, he freezes them? He says, no, you won't. And yep. he takes it. Like... Yeah, and he, he, like, physically freezes them. So they can still see and hear, but they can't move. Oh, and then he is so menacing with his monologue. Where he's like, which one of you should I kill first? And he, like, walks over to uh, Belle, and you're like, is he going to kill her right now? I think that Emily Duravin deserves a fucking Emmy for how much she is acting with her just her eyes oh, in yeah. this episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> also, a couple funny things. Regina blinks a couple times. Uh, <laughs> they can probably blink. Maybe, but like, yeah. like Neil does a good job. He is frozen, like, uh-huh. like this, because uh, it's not Squid Ink. You know, in Squid Ink, Rumple shows that he can move. He just yeah. can't physically move. In this, I didn't know if they were frozen or just like stuck. They don't talk though. Yeah. Um, and then I think you see like Belle move a little bit. Uh-huh. Sh- so it's like it's whatever. It's hard to stay like a statue, but because I thought they had like frozen the scene when I like remembered it in my brain, and then just the two of them were oh, walking around. But instead, yeah. it's just they're frozen. Yeah. No, she does a great job, and like you can see that both her and um, Neil know where this is going and it's like they're trying to you ever been like in a dream where you're trying to scream yeah. and nothing comes out they look like that yeah. where they're just like no don't do this don't do this don't do this and he as usual is treating everything like a game oh to the end to the very yeah. end he's great um, is there anything because I was going to conclude with the rumple and pan well I think about it, not conclude conclude their discussion with that and then go into the final part of the episode yeah I think that's right um, okay first off pan wakes up I love that he just, like, sits up. I thought you'd kill me in my sleep, laddie. <laughs> I did, too. <laughs> when when he's standing over there and he says, un- Belle gives Rumple a look at, like, you're going to murder this little boy, aren't you? And he's like, yeah. I think she knows that that's the right thing to do. Exactly. When <laughs> Belle is kind of like, Fuck they it. they tried the only other thing that they could think of, which was putting him in Pandora's box, and it didn't work. Hey, I got a new thing I'd like to track. How many times I agree that it's right to kill someone? Absolutely. <laughs> we can add that if you Great. want. Great. Like. I think this is the third time now. 
The third time. Tamara? No, I agree that it was right that Rumple would want to do that. Well, but you even said because of how she was going to die, it was actually a mercy. Oh, kill. sure. So you said it was sure, sure. right that he killed her. Sure, um, sure. Felix, you wanted him dead the whole season because he's so creepy. And then yeah. Pan. Um, yeah, it, what a conversation. Like, I just, the I think the line that stuck with me the most is when he talks about Rumple and, like, <sighs> I think he calls him a larva. Like, I pink. couldn't even write down. He was, like, everything he said was so... Shot after shot after shot after shot. Pulling away my name, my money, my time. Pulling away any hope of making my life into anything better for myself. That pink squirming little larva. Can't I finally be free of you? What a horrible thing to say to your child. At first, I thought he was going for the desperation emotional play. Like, that's what I wrote down. And then what you find out very quickly, in fact, that he's just taunting Rumpel. Yes. He is just making him hurt. Now, granted, at this point, he's deduced that he actually has the advantage. Sure. And so he just hits him with some of the more brutal lines that you ever hear. And then, once again, Pan is one step ahead. He shows that, like, yeah, by the way, I made this cuff. This doesn't impact me. And, and Rumpel looks terrified. So, because he knows he's in trouble again. It's just like Pandora's box when he realizes he's been caught off guard again. And I thought they were going to fight. And then Pan just starts kicking the shit out. I think he says down boy. And then sends him flying into his shop. And I was like, damn. I almost, I thought I remember him saying like a um, spare the rod, spoil the child type Mm. line. Yeah. I think he kicks him too. Yeah. Damn. And Rumpel says, I've come too far for this for them. Yeah. And he's just kind of desperately and pathetically rolling around on the floor trying to get get the cuff off. I love when Robert Carlyle um, emotes fear. Yeah, me too. He does it so well because he, he, he thinks he's going to die. Which is what a fucked up thing to think that you know your father is such a piece of shit that he might kill you. Yeah. And then Pan says, which is maybe even worse than the larva mm. shit, because of their special meaning to you, I'm going to take their lives and you won't be able to do a thing to stop me. Do you know why? Because without magic, you're back to where you started. The village coward. Shit, man! <laughs> Pan is by far my favorite villain. Yeah, he's do. amazing. He's evil. 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 Though, I do wonder if that line is what finally pushed Rumpel over the top. I I think... yeah. Well, he, he has... Throughout this season, he has decided he is not a coward. Yeah. He is going to do the right thing. But he always thing. has to hesitate. He's always yeah. like, I'm not sure. Like, even when he tells Belle, go away, I don't want to talk anymore. Um, I thought it was a good little parallel between, you know, he picks up the sword. He looks at his hand. He realizes it has to be done. He made this choice once before, and it cost him everything. His wife left him, you know, for a marauding cur, and he crippled himself for the rest of his life. But he was right. Mm-hmm. He did. He shouldn't have died there. And now he's going to cut off his own arm, which is going to be brutally painful. Yeah. And he does it. I mean, there's only way that could have come through. Well, in the last time he cut off someone's hand, it was out of it was hook. Hook. Yeah. To get the bean, but like also like he wanted the bean, and he kind of had been like, "Fuck you." Yeah, and now he's doing this to save everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It was uh, but he, again he. I don't know if I could. I, I think back to that you think he's making his arm and leg joke again. He made a whale. There was no time for joking. I feel like Rumpel is exactly the kind of man who would make that joke right there. Um, and then he comes out to like confront Pan, and Pan still thinks that Rumpel has the cuff on because 
it never would occur to him that Rumpel would have the courage to cut off his own hand. No. This was actually a really cool confrontation mm-hmm. because Pan is so cocky. Yes. It's like you said, it's like a game to him. And he just doesn't believe that there's anything Rumpel can do to stop him. Like yeah. He's already, it's almost the Regina move from season one. Like, I've already won. You can't stop me. Well, and even even without the the cuff, mm-hmm. Pan is sure that Rumpel will not kill himself to, say, to oh, kill Pan. Everyone he was is sure, sure he's not going to do that. And um, also, I don't think he thought he could. Yeah. And then he does this little sweet speech to Bay and Belle. I love Robbie Kay's acting in the background. The eye rolls, the disgust. Ugh. Because to him, <laughs> this is ridiculous. Yeah, this it doesn't is. matter. It, to, re- it also reminded me of the deathbed scene. Yeah, it did. Yeah. To ma- He tells Br- Bay, to make sure you had a chance at happiness and that happiness is possible, just not with me. I accept that. I love you, Bay. And then he t- says, and I love you, Belle. You made me stronger. You've already apologized for this, but I'm going to cut this clip. And I'm going to put it right in when you said he couldn't emote. And I just want to play them sorry. back to back. <laughs> just, I'm going to do this just so I can listen to myself. Uh, yeah, no, it, uh, that speech was great. You know, I always love it when you get that, like, pull back the curtain from Rumple, And it's a good tie back to the quick flashback that we got when he was being vulnerable yep. with Belle. And then he calls the dagger, that which was, was so cool. Badass. <laughs> And honestly, the best part is when Robbie Kay sees it and Peter Pan, he's just like, uh-oh. Like, he knows now he's in trouble. Apparently, I'm hungry. Apparently. Um, and then at that point, he brings it. He grabs him. So he just physically holds him because they both have enough magic that I guess he can't just poof away. Because I thought, yeah. why didn't Peter Pan just go? So he must have been able to stop him. His shadow brings it to him. And then he does what needs to be done. He does. He stabs, he stabs Pam through the back and... Hits himself, too. Yep. Uh, and then he says, hello, Papa, when that he turns back into an old man. Black smoke, which was cool. Very cool. We get to see Malcolm again. And now Malcolm does what I thought he was doing earlier, which is the desperation play. Uh-huh. Stop this. We can be happy. da 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 You know, he goes through his whole speech. And then Rumpel hits probably the line of the series where he says, but I'm a villain and villains don't get happy endings. Yeah, that makes me so sad that he thinks that I also at this think moment. That, He's making a sacrifice play. But I also think that moment is the moment that probably broke Regina. Mm, yeah. Because she heard that and went, shit. Yeah. You're right. Villains do not get happy endings. Because she had asked at the beginning with Hook, do we get a happy ending? Although, I, I, I wish that he had phrased that a little bit differently. Because earlier in the season, he tells Bay. That, like, sacrificing himself is his redemption, and that is his happy ending. So, yeah. like, this is his happy ending. I think it was different, though, because he had to do it in front of Belle. Yeah, I think that's awful. Like, he had told Belle goodbye. He had said goodbye, made their peace. She knew he wasn't coming back. He came back. They were happy. Oh, wait. I now have to kill myself in front of you and break your heart. <sighs> break my son's heart like that fear and sadness in her eyes and how she collapses on the ground after he dies was so sad top tier top tier so sad and he's gone in a puff of smoke also rumple kissing his father's cheek before they disappear and interestingly they just disappear in a flash of gold light yeah well they're both dead yeah i mean they take off there's no body they're just no bodies um also, yeah, the the way that he kisses his cheek reminded me of like you you know a mobster when they give you like the kiss of death. Yeah, it was basically like, I know you don't understand revenge, but you had to understand this. 
Because this was. Oh, a I read that very differently than you. It is a sacrifice. Don't get me wrong. No. But he absolutely had been waiting for the moment to take care of Pan since the moment he let him go. Yeah. He wanted to kill him. And this this right here was worth it to him. Yeah, I think that was also like a goodbye kiss to the father that he used to love. Maybe. As a, as a kid. Yeah, but I think that's the point, though. Yeah. I, I think the revenge was, you abandoned me, I finally got you back. Yeah. You forgot about me and you shouldn't have. How, like, mo- one of the most powerful moments of the series. Oh, just, yeah. This was beautiful. Oh, yeah. Um, We get a moment, well, uh, Neil reminds, like, Regina is still kind of, like, shook from her fainting spell. Um, oh, see, I thought she was shook from the villains don't get happy and oh i mean maybe i thought when she heard that sh- that's what shook her there yeah um and neil is like my father did what he had to do he saved us regina don't let him die for nothing he's also so like bell is collapsing in tears yeah he's choking up too yeah which i is. thought was really good because you know he he had forgiven rumple essentially but now he's watched him die for yeah. i think that neil knew that this is what he had to like rumple had to and wanted to do yeah I mean, he's sad about yeah. it but i i think that he and I think Bell really had hope that this wouldn't have to be what was going to happen. I also think it gives credence to his, that's the difference between you and him. Yeah. You were willing to do this. Uh, and then we get a little comic relief from Hook. Uh, <laughs> can you stop it or should we all start preparing our souls? Because mine's going to take some time. That was a good moment. <laughs> I, you know, it's funny. I, I, when Hook is being just Hook, he's funny and he's good and he's hilarious. Yeah. Um, yeah, that speech at the end. Well, I'll let you go. It was rough. Reg- Regina. It was, it was good. It was good, but it was tough. I I was typing so furiously that I like couldn't even like everything that she said was so powerful that I couldn't write it all down. Um, it's not our price. It's mine. I have to finish what I started. Really great, Regina. Like accepting responsibility, and then she says. But really what I want is for Henry to be happy. We have no choice. You have to go. Like, she realizes that revenge wasn't her happy ending. Being with Henry wasn't her happy ending. Henry being happy is her happy ending. I don't know if it's irony or not, but there is something, too. She has to do what she forced Charming and Emma, or Charming and Snow to do, is that she has to give her kid up to give them their best chance. Yeah. Which is like, damn. Yeah. It went full circle. It's beautiful. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Emma does also have, she does that, she says that I don't, I don't want to go. We'll go back with everyone. And then she says, and Regina tells her that she'll be able to leave with Henry because she's the savior. And, uh, she says, but I, I'm supposed to bring back all the happy endings. So she's, she hasn't like abandoned being the savior. She just doesn't want that. I think she wants it to be done. Yeah. Like, let me finish the job. Um, Snow... Snow says, you've touched the lives of everyone here. We're all a family. (laughs) Didn't it feel like a series finale? Yeah, it did a little bit. Like, all of those things, right? It was like, this was meaningful. You did this. Great job. Like, it felt like they were wrapping the show up. It's it's interesting how it's written. And it's well done. This is not a criticism. And then we all move to the town line. And we get, what? I think this might be the first time in which we argue they should have stood closer to the town line. (laughs) Yes, it's true. Like, you can go right there. What's the worst that happens? You lose your memory before you get swept away? Oh, no. (laughs) Um, Henry and Regina have maybe one of the most beautiful moments of the series. Hands down. 
Henry says, I thought I was alone. I thought you didn't love me, but I was wrong. And Regina says, it wasn't your fault. It's mine. He also apologizes. He says, this is my fault. And he says, he took responsibility for what yeah. was happening. And then Regina rightfully says, no, no, this was it's my fault. my fault. I cast the curse out of vengeance. I'm a villain. You heard Mr. Gold. Villains don't get happy endings. You're not a villain. You're my mom. <laughs> I don't love sappy moments, but that was beautiful. It was beautiful. Um, really beautiful moments between Regina and Emma, too. Yeah. Um. <laughs> oh, yeah. The uh, I love the... Uh, hold on. There, I can tell you something. There's something else. And yeah. I was like, what, what now? <laughs> that 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 is what Emma and Jennifer Morrison do well. Yeah. They're kind of like, oh, you gotta be kidding me. Like, almost like She's like, this. how could there be something worse but than wait, this? wait, there's more? <laughs> yeah, the straight woman is her role. Um, and the, 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 like, care that Regina is showing, not just to Henry, but to Emma here, is really beautiful. Like, she talks about the, how Emma kind of wa- talked about how she wanted a normal life, mm-hmm. and, um, or, like, a happy ending, and Regina's like, but I can give you one. Um, my gift to you is good memories, a good life for you and Henry. You'll never have given him up. You'll have always been together. Uh, Which is funny to think about. Uh, uh, she actually makes a line like, I've spent most of the time since I've known you wanting you to get the hell out of my life. And they've gone from great enemies to I'm going family. to... They're family. They're family, yeah. Um, we have that sad moment between Emma and Neil and Henry, too. I mean, poor Neil is having to give up his son and the woman that he loves, and his father just died. I read that in a goodbye, but like, goodbye, we're done. Mm. I, I felt like the show was basically saying the Neil and Emma connection is over. Oh, interesting. Especially with the way the next part yeah. is played. Like, it, that definitely felt like we're, okay, I, I acknowledge it, I accept mm-hmm. it. You know, uh, they had the little date that he tried, and then she didn't show up, and I think now he's realized it's time to move on. Yeah. Because that, that's the way this, that's the way I read it. I, I don't think that that's wrong. I just didn't read it that way. I think, I mean, partially the reason I didn't read it that way is, when would a TV show ever not continue pursuing a love triangle? <laughs> good tv show would let it go by now Mm -hmm. um and then we get the hook and emma moment which i thought was nice i don't love it it almost seems to me the way that she responds to him that she like doesn't actually she just likes being chased which i don't like that this is the first time he's very genuine i actually thought this was the first time they actually showed some chemistry like Mm. two people who were both into each other almost like when um i think she says something about like you couldn't handle it or something Uh like that and it was like oh okay i think she's made her choice by now yeah that's why there's two scenes together i think it's apparent to neil that she's chosen hook and i think it's apparent to emma that she's chosen hook Mm. really too and i think the show has basically made that choice now yeah, yeah the, obviously she likes being chased because she likes tormenting him. And it'll, I'll talk about that when I get into things I don't like about Emma, which are vast. But it was a, I think Hook was actually great in this scene. He genuinely, yeah. you know. He meant that. Yeah, he meant what he said. And she responds with, good. <laughs> <clears throat> the set piece of Regina turning the green cloud purple was so cool. Also, the, like, them fading away like a memory. Yeah. Ooh, that was good. 
It was really good. There's a it's um you've never played Final Fantasy, but one of the characters talks about how I'll never just be a memory and it reminded me of that. Like I flashed mm. that in my brain where it's like, Yeah, you're not gonna remember us, but we're not just a memory. And no, she even says we're going back to being stories. Well, I have not played Final Fantasy. That is a huge theme in Kingdom Hearts, which features Final Fantasy characters. Also made by the people who made Final Fantasy. Yes. So that makes sense. Anything else before we jump to our one year later? Nope. Okay, first of all, one year? It's been a year? So just for reference, Neverland took about like two weeks? Yeah, a couple weeks. We jumped forward a year? Yeah. It's a long time. I... I, I, I'm actually kind of glad because I think that that means (laughs) that in the next season... We're going to get some flashbacks that actually are things that we don't know. Hmm. Maybe. Because you know how we've been yeah. doing flashbacks yeah. of things that we're like, well, we like kind of already know that. You know what I'd rather have? <laughs> flashbacks about Starbrook that we don't know. Yeah. We got 30 Agreed. years worth Agreed. of material Agreed. to Agreed. there. Um, Emma and Henry look so happy in their adorable and very nice apartment in New York City. That she most certainly cannot afford. Yeah, I don't. She must be picking up skips that are uh, multi-millionaires. She or works for Jack Bauer on the side and helps with the counter-terrorist unit. I don't think that they call a bail bonds person when uh, terrorists skip bail. That's the only way I can possibly see this. <laughs> they working. actually don't let terrorists out on bail. <laughs> um, I was gonna make a comment, but I'll say it off camera. Okay, great. Um, and Hook shows up, so I instantly had all of these questions, like, how did he get here? What? Okay, so let's talk about this real quick. If I was sending someone to convince someone that you need to come back with me in the real world, do you know what the first thing I would have done to Hook is? Change your fucking clothes! No, yeah, that's really smart. I mean, in New York City, he's not going to look that weird, to be honest, but he's going to look weird, like, in an apartment building trying to convince someone that they're not crazy. Like... Put some clothes on. Just normal non-pirate garb. And it wouldn't even be that. Like, his clothing is not... Like, he could wear something that looks kind of similar, sure. but is normal clothes. If he just threw, like, a jacket on? Like, like, a leather jacket, and he changed those shoes, and maybe considers just black jeans instead of leather pants. Even the leather pants with a leather jacket would be fine. He's just a biker. He could ride a motorcycle. <laughs> fine. Why did you come in pirate garb? I mean, the hook is going to look weird, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. I feel like we could have fixed he the hook He doesn't even have, like, an actual practical nope. hook that has the little grabby thing on it. Nope. It's just a pointy, sharp hook. That's all I'm going to say. Just look dumb. Yeah. Um, he tries True Love's Kiss on Emma. Come the fuck on. <laughs> I The thought, the like, they don't know each other that well, one. No. Two. Uh, 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 it never works when one of the people doesn't remember. Yes, it does. It worked for Emma and Henry. We talked about this. Before. That's true, but she had already received the. She already touched the book and got got the like the memories. Yep, and he was dead. That's true. Okay, fine. <laughs> dead, dead. Fine, fine. Um, but she of the two of them, that's not who I'm sending. Of this love triangle, I know for yeah. a fact that Emma was in love with Neil. It's so true. So if you're trying to re- reawaken her memories, you send the guy that she was in love with at some point. Well, and you make a good point. Like, she maybe would remember him. Uh-huh. Which actually would maybe make her less likely to listen to him, but... At least he has a chance. Yeah. Or, I don't know, we know that a mother's love can work. 
Hi, Snow. I don't know. Because we know that she's still an orphan. Uh-huh. So the parents could have shown up and be like, hey, we're the parents who gave you up. Now she's going to fucking hate them. Yeah. But at least it's a conversation starter. Although that might be that might be the hardest pill to swallow. Hi, I'm your mother, but we're the same age. Yeah. <laughs> um, juice cleanse. Juice, monthly juice Mo- cleanse? Monthly juice cleanse. Um... I did not like this scene. I'll, I'll say it right now. Oh, this is the worst part of the episode to me. I liked the... Uh, it just... It felt... It was kind of nice to be, like, grounded in reality. And f- What reality is that where Emma can afford this apartment? Well, okay. <laughs> I just mean, like, how you as a person would respond if oh, yeah. a pirate showed up at your door and kissed you. If a pirate showed up to you and kissed you with an eye patch, how would you respond? <laughs> he doesn't have an eye patch. But if he did... <laughs> true yeah do you have anything else no nope i um we will this happens one more time much later in the season i believe or series uh end of season six i want to say where they do like the time jump and flash forward Eh, not my big i'm not a i would rather you save this for just the beginning of the next episode yeah end with the beautiful scene of the memories that was yeah. a perfect cutoff time jumping is always controversial it, it can be done fine. I just think you had such a beautiful ending with a show like this where you just, they drive away, you have the memories, they're nothing but a story. Play the credits. Let's just end on a great note. Sometimes yeah. your finale is great. And then we can start the next episode with, hey, wild shit happened. Yeah. What's your favorite moment? Um, I have two. I also have two. Uh, one is more of a... Of- concept it's okay. not one singular moment regina's line to hook about the cuff <laughs> i just love the way yeah i hadn't forgotten about that shit like she doesn't say shit but you know it's the glare and he just kind of smirks he's like meh um but the entire rumple versus pan mm. confrontation from pan being an unremorseful bastard to rumple finally making the right choice and sacrifice yeah. himself was just i've waited two and a half seasons for this yeah I have three, Hillel. <laughs> you have three. That's one of them. Okay. Um, I think I was trying to be judicious in how I was splitting up things between like winner, most ridiculous, sure. etc. Um, yeah, I have that. Um, Regina talking to Emma about how much she hated her, and mm. now the only thing she cares about is Henry being happy, and just how cool it looked when Regina turned that green cloud into a purple cloud. It was very cool. That was also a really cool moment. Most ridiculous moment. So I have one, but it's, like, kind of ridiculous. I thought we had just too many locations, uh-huh. but it's, like, it's not even that bad. I just would have taken some of them, as we talked about mm-hmm. earlier, and pushed them back. Yeah. Um, Mine is... I was not into the CGI of the church. Like, with the with Tinkerbell and the shadow. Like, I thought the shadow looked actually not very sinister and, like, kind of ridiculous. I didn't like how when she's flying up, like, you, the force perspective is not good. Um, <laughs> and maybe most ridiculously, when Charming says, we need to take cover, and they kind of just, like, crouch by the benches. It's like, these are, these are like, sort of cover. These are, like, quarter cover. <laughs> I would also say that, like, look, I get that this show is female-dominated. I would like those men to have actually contributed something to this. Like, maybe they, like, block the exits with fire and force the Shadow to go confront Tink as opposed to yeah. just standing no, that would have been cool. helpless witnesses. Or, like, they trap a ring of fire and then it's Tink and the Shadow. Do something other than just be proud dads. That's fair. Um, 
I think my most ridiculous moment, though, was Pan when he says, can't I just be free of you? Oh, what a terrible thing to say. The idea that, in, yeah. you know how we said, like, in Regina's mind, she believes that she's the victim? Yeah. And believes that he is the victim here. I know. That Rumple has screwed him over, and you're just you like. You chose to have a baby, man. <laughs> you chose that. Don't stick your shit in crazy. Most ridiculous moment. That was oh, sorry. <laughs> loser of the episode. Can there be any other loser other than Peter Pan? I oh. called him the winner of the entire season, but you got yours, man. You got what you deserved here. And you had some good moments, yeah. but in the end, your cowardly son finally had the courage to take your ass out. Yeah, I think that's a fair choice. I made a slightly different choice, mainly because, spoiler alert, I think that Peter Pan is the loser of the half season. Um, so I chose a different person here. Oh, interesting. Um, I chose Neil. Um, oh, yeah, I forgot about Neil. <laughs> Uh, he doesn't do much in this he episode. He doesn't do much in this episode, so one. Um, he does. He is the one that tells Tink that she should believe in herself. Um, and he tells Regina not to make Rumple sacrifice in vain. Yes, but he watches his dad die in front of him. Yeah. And his grandpa, who he didn't know. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, what are you talking about? Oh, yeah. Um, and then he loses Emma and Henry. He just found his son, and now his he has nothing. He has absolutely nothing. Okay, I'm going to modify my losers and make Pan my runner-up. Neil definitely okay. lost this episode. Yeah. No, you're right, 100%. That was... He lost three very... And he gained watching his grandfather die, if we're being honest, but losing Rumpel... Be, or not Belle. Rumpel, Henry, and Emma is... Yeah. Also, he just didn't do anything this episode. Yeah. Yeah. I have... I have two winners. I have two winners and a runner-up. Who's your runner-up? Tinkerbell. Oh, that's a great runner-up. Um, I, I noticed when preparing for our recap episode that Tinkerbell did not win any episodes. That's because Tinkerbell was only in, like, one. I know. But I think that she, I mean, she, she did the, they, like, would not have been able to complete their plan no. if she didn't get that thing. And mm -hmm. she believed in herself. And uh, she got Blue to say I was wrong, which... <laughs> Shouldn't be that hard. <laughs> but it is. But it is. <laughs> I suspect we have the same winners in yeah. a different order. Regina and Rumpel. 100%. I don't even, I'm not even sure. I call them both co-winners. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how I would rank them. I mean, Rumpel, Rumpel did what he has been planning to do the whole time I, this I, season. I think they both have equally painful losses. Yeah. They both lose their kids. Rumpel because he dies. Regina because she gives him up. But they both lose him for the right reason. Yes. They both made a hard sacrifice. Yes. I gotta say, that's like, tie. And, and... Regina's growth in, like, actually wanting Emma to be happy and, like, wanting every... Like, it's not just that she, she like, doesn't want Henry to be alone. Like, she wants to save everyone. She genuinely cares about Emma's well-being. Yeah. I, I, I said this in the Regina recap when we did, like, her full deep dive. She has the best arc start to finish. If yeah. we ended the show right here, where Regina was to where she's come to is by far the best story we're going to get. Yeah. And then Rumpel, for, I mean, this was his literal life's purpose. Like, we see it in the Dark Castle. This is what he wanted. We've seen it, you know. He even said, I cast the curse to get back to you. Yeah. Job well done. Job well done. Um, Belle also might be a loser here. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, Belle, like, hardly speaks at all in this episode, so it's really hard to, but like... Boy, she speaks a lot with her eyes. She sure does. She sure does. Emmy, Emmy nomination for that. Mm. 
I think we should skip what we're looking forward to next week because we'll talk about that in the recap. Uh, yeah, I would say what we're looking forward to next week is it's recap time. Yeah, it's recap time. Well, and, like, I'm looking forward to the next part of the, like, I want to, I have all these questions that we'll talk about in the and recap. And we'll talk about that in the recap, yeah. yeah. Um, so, the number that you've all been waiting for is seven. I cried seven times Ooh, during this eight. episode. Wow. List um, these off, please. Sure. Uh, Henry, hu- Henry hugging both of his moms when he got his body back. Is that when he comes out of the library? The library, yep. Okay. Tink making the pixie dust work. Oh, interesting. Didn't guess that. Rumble sacrificing himself. Guess that. I That was kind of like an extended, like, but everything from their, gave, right? like, just amazing. Yeah. Um, Rumble and remembering his son in the flashback. Oh, yeah. Um, Regina sharing what will have to happen and Emma wanting to stay with her family. Yeah. The town. Yep. You're not a villain. You're my mom. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, I have eight. <laughs> okay. I was right. It was eight. Um, Regina... Giving Emma a happy past, happy ending, happy. Happy false memories? Yes. Um, and then in the in Emma's flashback, Emma choosing to keep Henry. Oh. Eight. <laughs> I'm actually surprised you didn't cry when he said, I'm a villain and villain don't get happy endings. Um, I mean, that, that's, that's entirely in the Rumpel sacrificing himself. Were you crying so long that, like, this just encompasses, <laughs> yes. like, a couple different moments? So it was just sobbing, and there's just, like, beat to you. Actually, still... okay, so usually when we're watching these, I, like, silently cry to myself. Yeah. Um, God, I and like a monster because you're over there silently sobbing. And there was one point where I almost, like, had a... <sighs> <laughs> but I held it in. <laughs> I, there will be moments later where I won't be able to hold it in. That's fine. You can cry. <clears throat> All right. So next week, we're going to do a recap of season 3A. It will hopefully not be as long as our previous recaps because it's uh, only half of a season. Who I don't knows? know. I got a lot to talk about. Going to be honest. <laughs> um, and then after that, we will return to our regularly scheduled programming and do season 3B. Oh, and we also are going to do a Rumple deep dive here shortly. Yes. Yes, this is going to be my favorite recap that we do ever. Yeah, and I love season it's one. It's a fun one. It was a really fun recap. Um, I'm looking forward to this one. There was a lot about this, especially coming off of what I thought was a disappointing season two. Uh-huh. I thought they did a really good job. There are a lot of things I didn't like, but overall I thought this was really well done. Agreed. Great season. Is this the your favorite of the half seasons? Yes. Yeah, same. Please be sure to join us next time when we do our season 3A recap. We'll see you for the recap.